Good morning, good morning, good morning. If anybody's joining us for the first time, remember every time we're late, it's never Marie-Pierre, okay? It's always me, still trying to figure out my buttons. So for all you people out there trying something new, remember, it takes 10,000 hours, 10,000 hours. Can you imagine, Monique, 10,000 hours? before we can say we are an expert at something. So let's dig in, guys. Let's dig in. My name is Maria Mariano, multi-level marketing leader for the last 38 years. Ah, sometimes I'm wondering, if am I insane to still be here? Well, actually, I'm still here because I'm still learning and growing and developing. That, and that's the key. Today's subject, we are diving into habit number four. Finally, we have arrived. It's called Think Win Win. Now, those joining us for the very first time, remember, habits one, two, and three of Stephen Covey is about personal victories. Until we don't master the inner giant, it is impossible to shine and succeed continuously on the public platform. I'm living proof of that. After 38 years, we are experiencing right now our biggest year ever. And last night, and uh, wait Monique, wait until tonight's speech at the opening uh, of our, our, our multi-level marketing meeting. I, I said it, I said it, you know, while everybody was laughing at me when I aimed my first million dollars of sales, I wonder if any, any of them know that this year, we will probably end up at 60 million or this close to 60 million in one year. Who would have thought? So if anybody's taking this podcast lightly, I'm telling you, it is the podcast, seriously, that will bring you from here to your next success in your life. And I'm an expert. I'm an expert in my life at always achieving my next level of success, whether it's personal, whether it's financially, whether it's in my multi-level marketing business. And I'm telling you, I'm sharing this with you because I know it works firsthand. Been married for 34 years, three children, 26, 28, and 30. I just went through another, another caca. There you go. So, so rich in vocabulary, something that just happened this week again. So I have my share of problems like everybody else, but it's our capacity to choose to level up, you know, the inside job, right? So it's easy. So interpersonal, think win-win is about interpersonal leadership, interpersonal leadership. So if you're digging in and you're writing notes, interpersonal leadership, you're asking what is interpersonal leadership? It is about inspiring and enabling others to do their absolute best magic work together. Inspiring, 
them to do their absolute best together to realize a meaningful and rewarding shared purpose. So as a family, I always raised my children that I wanted them to be an example of children that went to regular school, okay, actually enriched school, right? They were in an international program, being elite uh, swimmers, music. I said, I need you to be an example that when you're structured properly, there's many things you can achieve. Now, every time people congratulated my children when they were young, Trish, I always said to them, no, no, don't congratulate them. It's me you got to congratulate. Because it takes a mom that has the courage to get up at 5 o'clock every single morning, right, by, by the way. So parents, please hang in there because our children need that two-by-four once in a while. And without it, they'll give up. But if we, before they're 18, because after 18, forget it. It's called the case closed, right? Okay. So the best interpers interpersonal leaders take an inside-out approach with people. My, my approach is always the problem is never out there. When out there... I don't like what is happening. I always have taken an inside-out approach. What is wrong with the roots? The roots being me. So win-win is that habit. Yes, it's that habit of developing the skills to being the most extraordinary interpersonal leader. Why is it important? Well, helps. it helps us as leaders to foster meaningful relationships with everyone. It engages and motivates employees, team, family, community, helps us to navigate, navigate those storms. So example, when Gen Con came in, why have we grown more than ever since the beginning of COVID while others have failed? Because we have incredible, incredible, meaningful relationships within us, amongst us, and we're all willing to share to find solution and stick to our circle, you know, habits one, two, and three, circle of influence. What can we do? What can we do? So whether the policy changes, whether we have a problem with the child, we work together as what can we do as a team. It, it addresses the root cause of poor performance, okay? Studies have shown that leaders with high emotional intelligence, that's another, Marie Pierre, I think that should be the next book we should cover, emotional intelligence. Because with high people, leaders with high emotional intelligence, obviously Stephen Covey has very high emotional intelligence, okay? Create more connected, motivated families and teams. Isn't that what we want? The guys on Zoom? Yes, yes. But it requires a lot of emotional intelligence. We will develop those interpersonal skills with only if we master emotional intelligence. Why does it matter? They are the social skills we need for effective interaction. So we're looking at verbal communication. When you're communicating, are you communicating where your eyebrows touch together? You know, like the old Italians that come from Southern Italy, they have like one eyebrow and their skin is like leather. By the way, I can say it. If you guys say it, you're racist. So I can say it. <laughs> I'm Italian, right? Okay. So verbal communication. What do you look like when you're speaking? What do you sound like? So what I love today with Zoom and lives and everything else, I can go back and watch if my face is in my body language, if it's exerting energy, if it's exerting passion, if it's exerting happiness. So you can watch. How, how about when you catch your nonverbal communication? What do you look like right now on my Zoom? 
You know, I watched a lot of directors last night as as the Zoom was going on for our, our uh, leadership meeting last night. Some of them were, you saw them like this on their cells. And I'm thinking of all their team that are watching them do this. You know, some of them had their camera closed. And I understand some of them have the camera closed because, uh, you know, they're eating, whatever. I understand that. But remember, it is a professional date. You know, seven o'clock tonight is a professional date. Right. When we used to drive to the office, we had supper. We only had or we had supper afterwards. Right or right. Like it is a professional commitment. So what is my nonverbal communication saying? I'm a professional. I'm 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 intentional about learning tonight. I'm excited to meet you right after this meeting. So look at your nonverbal communication when you're walking, you're walking and you catch your reflection in, 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 in a window. What did you catch as a reflection? Did you catch a reflection of somebody that's walking very happy, very straight, very confident? Or did you catch the reflection of somebody that's exerting anger, unhappiness, slouchiness? Like, what did you catch? What did you catch in that reflection? Meeting with your people, having empathy, because things do happen. Right now, Sabrina is having issues. She has a mononucleosis, so she has ups and downs. You have to exercise empathy, okay? If you've never lived that, it's very hard because, you, you know, sometimes for an hour you're okay, and then you need to sleep for six hours. Okay, so exercise empathy. Um, meeting with your people, meeting with your people, with your family, with your husband, with your children. Okay, so you can negotiate a win-win situation. Okay, regardless of who you are, employee, parent, leader, community, uh, you know, pre pre preacher, priest, whatever, interpersonal skills are essential. Here's an example. Okay, in my multi-level marketing business, our, our, our way of working is phenomenal, okay? Because we don't throw a stake in the arena to 200 directors and see which director is going to grab the stake. A lot of companies do this where number one wins, but everybody else dries up, right? So what they create as a leader in companies like this is non-communication. Nobody wants to communicate because it's a it's win or lose. Uh, no um, uh, participation. They don't want to participate because if they start participating, you might win instead of them. This is what it's creating. So in my company, yes, you have the racehorses where if they beat the record, they get the week at the Moon Palace Cancun absolutely free. But everybody can qualify. So you have what we call everybody. Everybody can get their own Moon Palace. Everybody can get their own weekend at the deluxe condos up north. You see the word everybody. So what this does, it generates more cooperation. When you look at the root of the leaders, okay, the lack of cooperation, the lack of commitment, the selfishness is all at the root, whereas the leader is driving a win-lose campaign. Okay. I have the same example in my family. Uh, the in-laws of my sister, they drove their sons to be in competition against each other. And the father rewarded financially only the son that produced the more results. Now, between you and me, does the son who produces the most result need financial compensation? 
Or is it the son that produces the least? That being said, I've seen it with my own eyes. Okay. So the real question comes back to me. Do I have the emotional intelligence skills that allow me to have the right verbal, nonverbal, to have empathy, et cetera, et cetera? You need to validate, making sure in your family, in your teams, because I'm also talking to multi-level marketing leaders, you need to validate. Validation means, hey, great job. You're within class average if you have a child that has difficulty in school or you're close to the class average. Okay. You need to recognize, you need to recognize. So that child that's above a class average, recognize, recognize with rich words. In our organization, we recognize those achieving the challenges, the small challenges, the medium challenges, the big challenges and the record breakers, right? And then of course you want to drive your racehorses. So I don't want to, uh, Yasmin was the one that in school performed the best. So we don't want to, um, uh, put a lid on her intelligence. So you're going to drive the racehorses with additional gifts that anybody can go get. So it's very, very important. You need to validate, meaning I see you. That's a bottom up approach. You need to recognize that's the middle approach and you need to, to, to underline and, and, and recognize in a different way your racehorses. If it's a lose or win, what you're doing right now is you're going to destroy the business. You're going to destroy the family. You're going to destroy the community. In my business, yes, we have only, we have, we have an incredible uh, participation in training. We have an amazing participation in the shared of tasks. Monique is part of them. We have two cooking events live on our Facebook group. We have two unboxings live. Like when you look at everything my company does and you say, well, how does that happen? Well, there, there's rewards and recognitions for everybody. Even meeting with me in the 2080, there's a poster that goes out and says, congratulations and validating their thoughts and their successes. So remember, remember, you can't change the fruit without changing the root. You can't change the fruit without changing the root. Working on the attitudes and behaviors would be like hitting on the leaves. Okay, that, that's, that's not where the situation is. So focus on producing personal and organizational excellence in an entirely different way by developing, uh, making sure information is shared, making sure everybody shares training. So Hamid would help his sister Nadia with the mathematics. Okay. Yasmin would help her, her brother Hamid with certain English and grammatical um, exercises because he's a great engineer, but if for God's sakes, he can't spell. Okay. All of this reinforces the value of cooperation. The moment you step from independence to interdependence, right? In any capacity, you are now a true, you are now in the true leadership role. Isn't that where we all want to be as a, as a parent? Isn't that where we all want to be as a leader, as an employee or you know, as a manager of our company, you can influence others to be their very best. This is the habit of win-win, which next week we're going to dive in. Thursday and Friday, we're going to be covering the six paradigms. But today, Marie-Pierre will give you an intro on the six paradigms. Thank you, Marie-Pierre. 
Thank you, Maria. And just before I start, I want to make sure if you didn't share, that's the time to share. So you make sure that you share on Podbean and on Facebook so we can always build that big community that always level up. And we have the vision of building a thousand millionaires. So make sure to share the podcast every morning. So thank you for the one that already share. And if you are on Podbean, click the heart at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> it's time. Okay. So let's go in the subject of this morning. So yes, the sixth paradigm, because most of us learn to base our self-worth on comparison and competition. We think about succeeding in terms of someone else failing. That is, if I win, you lose. Or if you win, I lose. There is only so much pie and you, you get a big piece, there is less for me. So all interaction between people constantly includes some sort of negotiation, big or small. Where are we going to dinner? What movie are we going to watch? How much will you sell your product for? How much will you buy it for? How do you reach a resolution? So win-win is not a technique. It's a total philosophy of human interaction. So in fact, it is one of the six paradigms of interaction. A paradigm, if you don't remember, is a frame of reference or a theory that affects how we see and experience a situation. It represents a group of ideas about how something should be done or thought about. So the alternative paradigm are win-lose, lose-win, lose-lose, win, and win-win or no deal. Okay, it seems all the same when we hear it for the first time, but we will go in um, detail a little bit uh, next week and just uh, in surface this morning. So the win-win sees life as a cooperative arena, not a competitive one. So win-win is a frame of mind and a heart that constantly seek mutual benefit in all human interaction. Win-win means agreements or solutions are mutually beneficial and satisfying. So character, character, character is the foundation of win-win. A person or organization of any type that approaches a conflict with a win-win attitude possesses the three character traits. First, integrity, conforming to your true feeling, value, and commitment. Two, maturity, expressing your idea and feeling with courage and consideration for the idea of and feeling of others and three abundance mentality believing there is plenty for everyone so while we know that we want to achieve the win-win paradigm in most situations all six paradigms of human interaction have a place in our interaction in daily life so just if we go uh, rapidly win-lose is where one party asserts the in their interest over the interest of another. Lose-win means I cooperate with the other person to the degree that I lose so they can win. Lose-lose is when no one wins, both parties lose and both end up with very hard feeling. Win, the person operating with this paradigm said, I want to win. I don't want you to lose. But getting what you want is your business, not mine. And win-win or no deal mindset is active, actively seeks for uh, the interest of all parties involved, including theirs. So that gives you a, an idea of what is the sixth paradigm. So this, in the sixth 
paradigm. Some are much more beneficial and effective than others. But as we continue next week with the sixth paradigm of human interaction, keep in mind that a win-win paradigm is the most effective and should be strived for, although it may not be right for all situations. No single one of the six paradigm of human interaction is the best for every situation. There will be time when different uh, when different frameworks are appropriate. The challenge is to have an accurate enough perspective of the situation to determine which paradigm fits best without just defaulting to what your scripting uh, has ingrained in you. So we'll go next week deeper in all the six paradigms to really understand when we can use each of them uh, paradigm in life. So yes, we will be able to choose in a specific situation which one is the uh, best one for that uh, situation. Thank you, Marie-Pierre. And this is where I look at this book and I said to Jean-Philippe this morning and Marie-Pierre, well, you know what? I read this book the first time I was 25 years old. And as much as I thought I never finished it, you know what? I actually finished it. A lot of my training that I received is directly out of this book. But how our brain works, it only grasps about, you know, 1% of the information. And then I reread the book. And then you grasp maybe another 2% because, you know, you're emotionally more mature intelligently, right? You, you know, I always talk about maturity. Marie-Pierre already witnessed me telling a, an adult you're immature. And this is what I mean, Marie-Pierre. You know, when, when you're trying to be a crowd pleaser, it's because you're immature. You know, don't be a crowd pleaser. Just remember, teach this to your children. If you're trying to fit in the crowd, it's your immature. Anyways, all that being said, I can tell you, if you want to go to your next level of success, and as I said last night, and as I'll say tonight in my opening statements at the, at the rally tonight, you know, I am an ex expert at going to my next level of success, whether it's with my relationship with Mohammed, whether it's with my relationship with my children, whether it's with my relationship with my family, and with my relationship with you, my business, and today with the podcast, it is all about making sure that I understand it is an inside job. Making sure I understand how to understand you the way you want to be understood. So diving into the subject, yes, Marie-Pierre, as of next week, we'll have quizzes. You see, they want the quiz, Marie-Pierre, they want the quizzes. Don't worry, Anna. That's how you know she's 18. She's like, well, I'm 58 or 57. I don't know how old I am. I'm like you. I love quizzes. So tune in next week. But this weekend, please ask yourself, please ask yourself, you know, how in the past have I addressed the leaves? Trying to thinking that that would address the fruit of my tree instead of addressing the roots. How many times did you say it's your husband's fault? How many times did you say it's my wife's fault? How many times did you say my children don't dot, dot, dot? Because if you caught yourself or if you catch yourself as you're revising your past, having blamed there, remember when you're blaming there, for those on Zoom, I'm pointing a finger out there. That means I have one, two, three, including my thumb pointing to me. Even the way God designed us, the design is to remind us that the problem 
is always here. It's looking at me in the mirror. And this is where we want to take you with the last part of the Stephen Covey book. You know, there's th three more habits. So, and people keep saying to me, well, what happened to habit number seven? Well, habit number seven is the uh, uh, it's like the, the combination of the six. So I'm very excited to dive into habit number seven. But in the meantime, we're going to work on these. All right. So thank you, everyone. If you enjoyed, please share. Thank you.